what do you think it is that allowed you guys to build a culture that is so strong and identifiable? We didn't want a group of people wanting to emulate us or learn from us. We wanted right. to create a group that learn from each other. I was part of the figure masterminds and all those things back in the day, right? There's always some guru I had to listen to and I like, I don't want to care. Yeah. I don't want to listen to you. I'm worried to the other people here. Get out of the way. Anybody who thinks they're a big deal, we don't want them. We like the entrepreneurs who did it because they wanted to be free, help the folks out, were into their shit, but not in it for the status games. I'd rather have a nice, kind, fun, have your back person who's number three in the industry than uh, somebody I can't stand who's number one any mm. day of the week. The most important thing is who do you want there? Who do you want to be around, right? What do you want out of it? And then start going like, who are these people? What do they want? And build it around that. If you're trying to make money at the beginning, they'll see that. Show that you're investing time, show that you're taking all the risks, show that you're like, care so much that you lose money to do it. So don't do this for the money. It's not the best. The business <laughs> model is terrible. If you're doing it for that reason, you're going to fail right away. What does it take to do the impossible? What does it take to level up your game like never before? What does it take for individuals, for organizations, for even institutions to achieve paradigm shifting? Nothing is ever the same again. Breakthroughs. Our mission is to decode the neurobiology of flow and cognitive peak performance. Access the minds of maverick scientists, groundbreaking innovators, and world-leading experts to understand what it takes to achieve ultimate human performance. So you can feel your best, perform your best, and accomplish your boldest goals. I'm your host, Rian Doris, and together with best-selling author Stephen Kotler, I present to you Flow Research Collective Radio. Michael Lovich, welcome to Flow Research Collective Radio. It's great to have you here, sir. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. So I'm going to start with an intro. Right. So you are a formal special education professional, an overeducated grad student, and uh, <laughs> supposedly, and I'm sure these are your own words, floundering tech sales guy who decided at the age of 34 to take the entrepreneurial path because nothing else was working. And you started a publishing company in the psychology space, which is going to be of interest mm -hmm. to all of our listeners which ended up going to seven figures. And then you parlayed that into a physician-based nutritional supplement company, Real Dose Nutrition, which ended up with annual revenues of over $50 million before you sold your stake. And now you are the co-founder of the Baby Bathwater Institute, yep. a community that helps bootstrapped entrepreneurs navigate the crazy world of business ownership while having good times and making lifelong friends. And my first question, Lovich, is how you describe baby bathwater because on the website it says you know what is baby bathwater is it a mastermind is it a conference is it a group so so what's your answer to that we're still figuring it out um it's not a mastermind that's for sure i say now it's and yeah the word community is really weird right um i think it's a community it's a it's a fledgling community um of bootstrap entrepreneurs who have each, other, have each other's backs is kind of what it's becoming. Mm. Um, some people, like there's visionaries, like I think like a Kotler, like he thinks ahead, he plays chess and he has a vision. My business partner Hollis and I, I think we're checkers players. I mean, I think we started it with like more out of, let's show people how much what they do sucks, these masterminds and these entrepreneur groups and that we were frustrated with them and we wanted to show it didn't have to be that way. And there was a lot of like, 
we don't do this, we don't do that. And this, what we did arose out of what we didn't want to then it mattering to now it becoming what it is. And we kind of figured it out. And so I'd say now it's kind of a community of really kind entrepreneurs who have it, uh, basically are there for each other, actually help each other out and are kind that way, natural givers, not people who mm -hmm. like read a book about it and strategically give, but actually kind of those people who are all kind of addicted to business who want to do well enough, but maybe not be the next Elon Musk and have a good time doing it and like to make good friendships. I say what it is now, what it'll be in five years, I have no idea. Mm. Um, but I guess you call that a community. <laughs> you know, yeah, like definitely of sorts. Yeah. I am. Uh, so I first heard of you guys in, in 2018. I was living in Barcelona and there was obviously a group who had just been to Croatia, which we'll talk about at the end right. of the podcast, who were there. And it, Baby Bathwater just kept getting mentioned with people raving about it. And I first went and, and met you in person in Powder Mountain in 2019. and was just blown away by the quality of the group, the atmosphere, the just the whole vibe. It's incredibly unique, incredibly enjoyable. Instantly, your guard goes down. It's a million miles from a, a conference in a Vegas hotel. And a lot of the listeners are really interested in building their own community and yeah, creating yeah. communities that, that foster flow. Your guys' events are just pure flow the whole time uh, and yeah, other non-ordinary states and whatnot. So I'm curious what some of the things are that have contributed to you guys being able to just make such an incredible group and environment that people love so I much. Think the, I think people are motivated differently. Like we're definitely like motivated by things that bug us and we don't want them to bug us. So there's ways to go about creating and we're all different, but it is good sometimes. Let's say you want to first know what you want like Hollis and I didn't create a group. We don't want to be leaders. Like we're not those, you, you've seen this at our events. We don't talk. So there's mm -hmm. no, we don't have a, like if you want a community where you want to have something to say, then know that we're not that. And so do you want to create a community of peers, which is what we wanted to do? Or do you want to create a community that has a message that you want to be associated with? And you got to be really clear because there's very, those are very different things. Like Kotler's building mm -hmm. a community, but he really, and, I love Steven and he's one of my best friends, but he has something to say and your community is built around that yep. and learning that's one type of community, right? And then you have, what we want to do is Hollis and I, we hate, you know, I hate public, I hate getting in front of a group of five or more. I don't think I have much to say that way. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not to be replicated. I mean, me giving mm. life advice about that would be crazy, right? Or Hollis, <laughs> like, it's don't, living like us is not the way, you know, don't, so we didn't want a group of people wanting to emulate us or learn from us. We wanted right. to create a group that learn from each other, right? right. So that was our first point that we really clear on. This is not because what annoyed us about the mastermind. I was part of eight figure masterminds and all those things back in the day, right? There's always some guru I had to listen to. And I like, I don't want to care. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to listen to you. I'm more interested in the other people here. So get out of the way, right? Mm. Shut mm. up. So I can talk to the people here because they're super cool, but you're not. So I don't, we didn't want to be that. Mm. I don't want to have to be forced to listen to anybody. So we didn't want to be that. Mm. Um, it's cool. And then all the rules. Like, so we figured out what bugged us. And I guess the things that I think get in the way in the entrepreneurial world of, of kind of big egos and, you know, we're all, most entrepreneurs don't like to be told what to do. There's a reason most of us are unemployable. So we're like, wait a second. So why are, why are we told them what to do? So <laughs> we wanted to create a, so they want freedom. They want choice. So we're like, okay, if we're going to do something, at an event, they have a million choices of things to do. 
choose your own adventure because entrepreneurs are the type of people who don't want to be you come here at eight and be here for the mastermind and get in the circle which is you see in all these things it's at eight and then there's only one thing and then there's a guy with a microphone and there's one big thing and they're all sitting around one person and you're stuck with one thing so you see we have multiple things going on at all times Mm. so you see there's when we do content there's always choices of content or go out on a boat or sleep in or hit the bar or listen to some music so the idea was we wanted to give people multiple experiences to choose from without roll call so that was our first so it's kind of defining so in our case that's what we did but you could define it how you want our audience was bootstrap entrepreneurs so not the silicon mm-hmm. valley people not the funded people we have also mm-hmm. choose your audiences i don't want zappos i don't want ceos mm-hmm. who are answering to their investors mm-hmm. so we didn't want the investor monkeys we wanted uh, we wanted the people who own their own reality completely mm. and they especially don't want to be told what to do so it's one is knowing your audience so we know we wanted entrepreneurs who didn't have weren't beholden to anybody not their investors nobody so we like they want freedom that means mm. you give them choice so that was a big thing and then the subset if we wanted there was <laughs> you know that's pretty well we don't we don't think we're big deals and we don't think anybody else is either. So mm. anybody who thinks they're a big deal, we don't want them. So if that's a requirement in their world that they need recognition to be better than anybody else. We like the entrepreneurs who were, did it because they wanted to be free, help some folks out, were into their shit, but not in it for the status games. It's just bugging mm. crap out of us. Like, I don't care who you are. Who cares? Um, Spew mm. humans. So we were, we wanted those people, right? So then we made, so the first thing was we created choice. We wanted people who liked choice and who, that's our avatar, bootstrap and chambers, bootstrap and chambers don't want to be told what to do, give them a lot of choice. And then we didn't want the status monkeys. So we created rules and that's why we do all inclusive is so nobody and we don't have the ip you can't get a better room we don't pay speakers we don't do any of that um so the rule was because we wanted those people no way to be better mm. not one way to show you're better than anybody else no badges no whatever no better room so and that allowed it so we do have people who have 100 million dollar companies but as you know we have people who are struggling so it's that way for five days there's no difference Mm. in five days that's gone nobody can go buy the better room get the penthouse take people to morton steakhouse at the end and oh who's going to pay the big dinner tab look at the big ballers with them right Mm. the stuff people do to show that they're better at these shows Mm. so we go to remote locations where they can't go do anything else so for five days everybody's the same there's no way to be better and then as you see we don't have keynote speak. We don't do any of that. Yeah. So we wanted those not status monkey people. So we made the we made the structure that didn't support status monkeys. And then we mm. also had a, you know, the first two years we built it, we were super strict. It was only half the people were invited back. Mm. It was like happy before we had a membership. So we started doing these events. We had to show we were serious about that. And so the first two years, I was like, half of you guys are not getting an invite back to this thing. And then how are we evaluating? And we, on purpose, didn't invite back a lot of people who at the time were big deals. And we mm. did invite back on purpose 
a lot of people we just liked a lot. Um, mm. We were super nice, um, kind, and it was real. And a lot of people call me up like, I'm not invited back, but Joe is. Like, who's Joe? I'm like, Joe's nice. You're not. So you're not coming back. <laughs> so we had to hold the line. We don't have to do that anymore because we had, mm. that was building the culture of what we wanted, which was not the status stuff. We wanted kind people. And we were like, and then our, yeah. So then another thing we wanted to, that bugged us was, like I remember, and I played the game when I first made my head an eight-figure company. I joined some eight-figure masterminds and I filled out these things to show my income. And, uh, and I was just so annoyed. And then I go and they were the, these weren't the right people. They weren't my people, man. But I learned a lot. That's the baby in it. Mm. But um, yeah. So we just tried to create a structure that didn't reward that. And we said, hey, we're going to vet people on their personality and who they are, not what they do or their success. So we wanted to be the first group that vetted people based on who they were, not how successful they are. So in our interview process, there's no form that says, what figure business do you have? We don't ask any of those questions. I never ask them on the interview. I don't care. And we yeah. don't. And so we also wanted that because I wanted to have real people. Um, mm. At least that acted real. You know, mm. so that was, so it's again, knowing the type of people you want first, knowing who you dig. Not I'm not saying this is a group for somebody else to create. This is just what, we wanted. I mean, I'm a small town. I mean, I'm a Kansas guy. Hulse is a Georgia guy. We just have those values, I guess. Um, mm. and we still, and we still both hang out with our high school friends. So we like where we grew up. We like our people. I'm still best friends with all my high school buddies and Hollis's too. It says something. We wanted mm. those people. We wanted people we want to hang with more so than how successful they were. So like, but then I don't, when I talk about baby bath, but I don't promise the best and the brightest, man. Some are, some are. Um, mm. it attracts some of the best and brightest. I'll never say we have the best. So we have that, but I will say we have the kindest, most interesting, fun people because that's what we're mm. curating on. So I'd rather have a nice, kind, fun, have your back person who's number three in the industry than uh, somebody I can't stand who's number one mm. any day of the week. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great breakdown, Lovich. It's, it's fun actually for me to hear the thinking behind how you guys architected it because I've experienced the effect of those choices but i actually didn't realize each of those pieces honestly because they're sort of invisible when you're there but yeah the choice of the events is amazing i think there's a lot to be said for the fact that the avatars all clustered around that kind of um bootstrapped entrepreneur who, who answers to themselves and then the humility piece and then the fact that yeah there's no way to be better than someone else i, I hadn't thought of that either but it's totally true you're completely immersed when you're at one of the events yeah, you can't pick up the big bar tab. You can't drive up in a fancy car no. even. You know, you can't do any of that, which is actually, it's, it's a great point. So it's kind of invisible, um, yeah. the various levels people are at and things like that. And, you know, what I just want to mention for the audience here, which is really interesting, is Keith Sawyer, who's a University of North Carolina psychologist, wrote a book called Group Genius on group flow. And, and you guys, you know, have nailed wow. a lot of group flow triggers, I think, which is, you know, one is... Um, one is equal participation. So skill levels are roughly equal across everyone. And because some people aren't, you know, super high level keynote speakers, while others are, you know, in different hotel suites, you get this kind of equalization, uh, blending egos, each person can submerge their ego needs into the groups, you guys have kind of nailed that with the humility wow. side of things, which is a big one. And then another one is, is actually from uh, improv jazz, which is yes, and conversations are additive, not combative. And I think that you guys covered that with the nice, you know, just filtering for like nice, solid people close mm -hmm. listening is another one complete concentration to another 
um, to another person. And that's another one you guys have nailed with the kind of with yeah. these values. So yeah, what's interesting is like the whole stack of group flow triggers kind of tie in really tightly with just the values that I think. Can, can I meet propagate. this guy? It's called Group Genius. <laughs> group Genius is the name of the book. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys can read the book. Yeah, you'll, you'll love it. It's, yeah, I should have mentioned it. It's it's spot on, but I, I think that we're figuring I feel out like why. An idiot. Like that's crazy. <laughs> we try to yeah. read, we, we try to like study this, right? That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I definitely yeah. want to read that. Yeah. Book. So yeah, just as you were going through there, I was just drawing all the parallels. And what I wanted to ask you because you mentioned the word culture at the end there, you know, that's really what all this ends up surmounting mm -hmm. to is just a very distinct culture, um, which is something that I think a lot of people struggle to build. What yeah. do you think it is that allowed you guys to build a culture that is so strong and identifiable? And I wish I knew. I mean, that's the whole thing is we iterate. I mean, it's just a little bit of luck. I mean, the people create the culture, right? Mm. Um, I think it's good. Hoss and I, it's lucky in the partner thing. We see eye to eye on the main thing. I mean, and Hoss, I couldn't be more different in so many ways. But on this stuff, we are. And then, as you know, Cynthia really runs our company. She sees it the way we see it. Like, and this, we got lucky with our initial group and it was kicking out half the people being real and then got lucky with some people. And as you know, in every group, there's some people who kind of stick out and drive your culture. And we think we're smart enough to see the people who we would kind of like elevate a little bit, but not status wise, but like, like a Jenny Thompson I'll mention, like when we were, I guess our first two events, pretty bro -y. I mean, because now we're almost, we're almost 50 50 which is very mm. proud of that on the film no because we're not a bro group but at the beginning it was probably 80 20 right mm. and maybe more and then jenny was a friend of mine from before she's who i wanted and i kept inviting her and she kept saying i'll never go to anything that you and hollis do like you crazy because she knows <laughs> this is like dumb drunks and yeah i made money with them she's like no way and i was like all right i'll just get you your ticket you're going and she mm. went and she loved it. She's this is great. But she goes, what's wrong with the chicks here? And I'm like, well, maybe you can change that. And I kind of elevated her as like, that's who we want. Come, so yeah, we got yeah. recruited a, a ringer. And then, so she's a big reason why that's strong. Because Jenny's sharp, kind, doesn't take any shit. No tolerance for girl fights, right? Just right. the kind of culture that you'll see there on the female side. It's very like loyal, like strong, but not just can get along with any you know, stronger than a guy kind of thing mm. so that's girls you know you see we, all the girls are there they're tough right mm. they're fantastic and so it's kind of finding the people sometimes you build around a little bit mm. um right until so you get rid of the people that especially the beginning that you really don't want around the people you do want around you kind of get them you know hey like are you like kurt malley and hey you can um you know hang out by the music you know just whatever little things right you kind of like show the kind of person you want around that makes sense well it also sounds like what you guys are doing there is is really making a participatory where the community is kind of like leading different elements of the group as well which i imagine plays a big role yeah you see different cultures in the group i mean right. so it's and they're great and then every time we get in and then it's inevitable every year there's somebody new comes in who's like we're like whoa that person's way cooler that's way cooler than me and i like neat and then you do kind of let them go because you're like, whoa, what a new wrinkle. This is cool. And recognizing mm. the new wrinkles that develop, that develop like Elisa. Mm. I mean, like, it's like, whoa. And then, this, and now we have these three new girls in who like are changing things in a great way, mm. you know? So I'm like, go, oh, you know, and then I do talk them up. 
you know, and like, if they're funny and they, mm. you know, so it's, and you didn't even know those people existed or, you know, so then that's a, I mean, and the, the benefit I think is like, we're getting out of it is we're meeting people way better than we are. I'm not talking about better economically. I mean, that too. I mean, Hollis and I are the bottom 20%. If, if success is money, mm-hmm. Hollis and I now are the bottom 20 percentile of our group, <laughs> right? So 80% of the people in baby bathwater are more successful economically right. than we were at the beginning. We were at the top 20 and now we're low. That's kind of cool. Mm. That's not even what I'm talking about. Like we're meeting cool people, like just like I want to wear their hat, like just think differently than I have ever thought about it. And they're or they're nicer. Like I thought I was, I used to think I was pretty nice and like not like that person, and or mm. more generous than I am, or think more interesting. Like, why am I not doing that? Or like, you know, I'm mm. a parent, like they're doing way cooler things with their families than I am. And I'm like, that's cool. And I just copy them. It's great. So right. it's like you get to see these petri dish of neat people. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to try that one out. So you kind of get to see firsthand different ways of being or thinking that I never in a million years would have seen at this level, if that makes sense. Uh, totally. And I want, I want to touch on that actually in a second, the, just the benefits of, of being the community leader and builder and hosting. But before we do that, you know, one of the other things you mentioned around culture was that you guys literally didn't invite half the people back and that, you know, you basically actually stood for the culture in spite of it costing you probably a ton financially. And I think a lot of people say they want a certain culture, but when it comes down to the hard decision and the sacrifice, they just don't do it. So how did you guys just, you know, use enough kind of will and persistence to, to sacrifice financially to build the right culture to then benefit more long-term? Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, it wasn't, financially it took a long time for this to be anything so that was we um, both had a lot of side hustles at the time so it wasn't like you know and, and, mm-hmm. I, and we both got lucky I mean I had sold my part of my thing Halls had sold his so we were both sitting pretty well and then so that wasn't our priority at the beginning anyway so we did have the luxury of it not having to work at the beginning um that way right um, so we were definitely in debt for a long time it wasn't like profitable it barely anyway that's a whole other thing don't do this for the money. It's not the best. The business model is terrible. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not a good business model that way. Mm. It's not at all. But um, we're not losing money anymore. That's cool. But yes, don't do it for that. If you're doing it for that reason, you're going to fail right away. Yeah, yeah. If you go, I'm going to create a community so I can make money. That you're, it'll, It won't work. Right. You'll, oh, you can make one that creates money, but it's not going to be one you want to be a part of. So right. yeah, it's not a good business model at all. So that's, again, I try to get that out of the way. It's great yeah. for other things. It's great for the other things in your life. Um, and it's great to do it. It feels great. But it, the other things I've gotten out of this, even economically, are great. The actual right. thing is great economically. Right, right. The thing itself. Uh, so so what, what was it that allowed you guys to, to make those money sacrifices? Though? Was it just enough desire to want to make the thing really well, epic and not like all the other things? or We're both this intolerant. I mean, that's, I mean, like, I really can't be around people at all. I really, I, I have, like, they call me twitching the Asperger's. So when I don't like somebody, I start twitching. So I can't even hide displeasure in Hollis. <laughs> wants to be around who Hollis wants to be around. We're both pretty selfish in that way. Right, right. Our company. So, yeah, it's just more that. Um, that's funny. There's no way we were going to let you in. Like, if it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just because our disdain was high. Well, so well. Here's another question. You have, believe, that, I guess which... you have to really believe. I mean, if I'm going to enter in a more general way, you got to. 
stick with it and kind of promise yourself that you want to be a part of your thing and then use yeah. your filter and stick to it. Right. And so it's whatever it is that you, and it's also like what I don't like doesn't have to be what you don't like. I mean, it just happens to Hollis and I just happen to agree on the humans, but it's, right. um, and we're both super social. And so humans matter a lot to us. So, but it's different for everybody. We have a certain type of person we like, but, you know, it is what right. it is. And how did you guys navigate having to say difficult no's to people, you know, who, who some of whom were probably important connections and relationships? How, how do you do that without feeling well, like Because we would just this? not invite them. And most people just don't say anything. So it's not that hard. And then the people you call, I just have that, you know, just tell them like, it's not for you. I mean, more like, this isn't for you you should go somewhere right. else. And I always like recommend like, you're not where we're going. And then I'd say, you know, you, and I'd always give them like where they do belong. Uh, There's other groups out there. And so I'm not going to put people down. I'm not going to like say who the groups I send them to are, but I can make right, it seem right, like right. they belong there. You know, yep. more positive way. I'm not trying to be mean, yep. but I'm like, you, you're going to get more value over here. Like, look, there's a yep. guy over there or a girl over there that's doing something that you're going to get what you want. You're not going to get what you want here. So I try to turn it into, you're not going to get anything out of this. Just yeah, yeah. Yet. yeah, got it. Got it. No, that makes total sense. And then it probably, they probably appreciate it because it's kind of a high right, there are other group, groups. which it is. Yeah. There are better groups for what they're looking for. If yeah. you want to be like on, be a best-selling author, for example, yeah. you know, we were not the group, but you know, it's just, you know, that's your only goal and you don't have any other way. There's better groups for that. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, that makes, that makes total sense. Hey, it's Joshua with the production team. Thanks for listening to flow research collective radio. Before we dive back into our conversation, there's something to consider. It may be that today we are under challenged or drowning in comfort. Now, in his book, Anti-Fragile, statistician Nassim Taleb pointed out something that's of key importance. Quote, undercompensation from the absence of challenge degrades the best of the best. The best horses lose when they compete with slower ones and win against better rivals. Now, put another way, who we could be, or our highest potential, is squandered by safety, coddled by comfort. If you want to train with us at the Flow Research Collective, it will require boldness. But what's life without a little adventure, right? To learn more about how you can get more flow in your life and achieve your professional and personal goals in less time and with more ease, go to getmoreflow.com. If you're a good fit, we'd love to train with you. All the best. Uh, one thing you mentioned just before we started recording, which I, I thought you put really nicely, is just that you know being the person who's, who's leading the community or facilitating or hosting or whatever you want to call it is really tremendously valuable. There's a, a friend of mine said recently, you know, hosting is, is 10 times as much work, but a thousand times as, yeah. as valuable. And um, yeah, I'm curious if you could speak to that a little bit for people who are listening and want to bring community together or build communities. Yeah. I mean, the first thing is you get to be around, if you build it in a way that you're attracting the people that you want to be around, by far the most important thing is you get to meet wildly the variety of people that get in your life. If you like people, it's crazy town. And then because you are the person running it, like it or not, I mean, there is a halo effect and you just get to meet them in a way. I mean, other members, they're all, I mean, you see, they're all friends, but we do get to meet them in a different way. Yeah. And so it just is, you know, and then they contact us for certain things. Right. And so I, and I get more insight because people want to use the group and they'll call like, Hey, how can I use the group for this or whatever? 
And so we get to have these conversations and I get to meet them at, at that level of like their dreams and ambitions and get to know them better. And it's just cool. So I get to mm. see them be a little more vulnerable with us sometimes and they might be in the group, um, that kind of thing. And mm. So it's just, you just get to meet them at a different level and they were somehow, if you're running a group, they reveal more to you for some weird reason. Um, so you just get right. to know slightly deeper level of what they really want out of life and they're like well that's cool and then it's fun and then you go get to and then the next thing is like watching people just to know that you like my favorite i'm like a yenta like watching people meet and then them becoming best friends or helping each other out is the coolest feeling in the world like when you like you like you're rooming with a guy you met yeah, yeah. like so they went to your pad over there in california all you guys are roommates and you met through baby bathwater and your lives are yeah. great and, and, and yeah. you know you happen to meet there and that's a good feeling yeah right? like because i'm not you know we're in different generations like you and i like we're buds but we're not like tight tight i mean we're in different right. worlds but then to watch you guys go you have a thing and that's fucking yeah, yeah. Just, it's super gratifying so that's the feel good part of it and then the benefit benefit is there is a halo effect and so like i probably get invited to a lot more things than i would ever you know because paul's and i run baby bath butter I right. get invited above my level a lot to things. Um, yeah, yeah. So I do get it. You know, so the crass part is I do get invited to parties I wouldn't have gotten into before. Um, right. So it's definitely given me access to things that you know wasn't considered a whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do get a, you know it does get me into things. You know, so a certain you know because people think that group leaders mean more than they do because it's, it's kind of not, but they think that. So you're like, cool. I'll get. I'll go to. I'll go to the box seat of the football game. You know, it's cool. So it's, so you get access to stuff, you know, besides the gratifying part. And then on the, you know, so the friendship side's obvious. And then, yeah, like traveling. I, but actually any member can do this too, but like this is, I could go anywhere and have a thing, something to do. Mm. It's a worldwide right. group. But um, and I guess the other thing, and on the business side, I get deal flow. I mean, that, that was originally when Hollis and I started it. Like we were going to let's throw a party and meet the people we want to do business with. So the whole idea besides like showing the people that we could do it in a way that wasn't yucky, we wanted to find the people we wanted to end up doing business with. That was our side goal. And that's worked out pretty well. So like deals that come my way, I would probably never get um, little partnerships and things like that. Things and, and also the investing deal flow is amazing. So like there's quite a few things that have come through Baby Bathwater or people meet a baby bath that they start a company or hey we're gonna get this hotel or do this investment prop whatever we get mm. access and then because we know the members really well i can i have a high prediction value on who's going to do what together well mm. so i mm. think we're pretty good at because we know everybody so well when they say they're doing x it's pretty easy to know what to invest my money in so right that's nice. So, so, so the the deal flow and also the ability to discern more effectively on what deals are going to win. Yeah, we've thrown yeah. in a lot of things and a lot, and they're doing pretty well on members. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a fish. Like we don't have a fund because we don't want to be the fun guys, but we do do a lot. And, and and that's the thing. We haven't done an official group. We will bet. It's almost like free betting. And then people are here. Hall and I are doing it, and they'll all throw in. Like we just all invested in Max soccer team, and now we own a soccer team. That's super cool. But you know, Max yeah. is going to do it. You know that shit's working. Yeah. Right? So it's like, <laughs> right? And so then, right. so anyway, so you know that'll work, but most people don't know Mac. And so you right. know he won't fail. 
yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. That's actually it's a really great point. Yeah, that you have that extra insight. It's still basically fast, free diligence and the deal flow yes. kind of thing. Super interesting. And we have because um, it's a diverse group. We have people to call in. Like we're looking at a anyway piece of land, for example, Hollis and I have to do something with. And there's four people in our group I can call that will be way better at telling us whether it's a good investment than we are. Right. That's kind of free. We were about like we were about to buy these bars in Denver that looked like great, and then there's a guy in our group who owns a bunch of bars in Nashville, super successful. He looked it over. He's like, run. We're like, what? It looks so great. He's like, no, but you're not looking at it. And we're like, thank you. So it's like, wow. Wow. Saved our ass. Right. Yeah. We use the group for a lot of that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Free vetting of deals. No, that's interesting. That's super interesting. One thing I want to actually ask you is, you know, you've obviously had at this point, I don't know how many hundred bootstrapped entrepreneurs, a lot of whom are, the types of people listening i don't want to ask you a cheesy you know, know what have you seen that make them successful question but instead i actually just want to ask you what have you seen amidst the the nicest happiest most fulfilled in the group what what, what it seems to be common to the people who are just happiest with their entrepreneurial journey the ones who have products or services that they love to do so the people who got into a business because it was a good business are generally miserable. I found that people had a passion mm. like Chaz with this, you know, Paleo Valley. Like we met Chaz where he's like just barely getting his beef sticks out of his garage. Now it's a $120 million company, but you know what? Chaz is going to make beef sticks anyway. Mm. He's into yeah. regenerative farming, right? The whole thing's real. He has a bigger thing and he, can't, he gives a shit about what he's doing. He loves, I think, I think he has more regenerative farming animals in the world i mean like he has that he owns the farm I mean, he's the, he has more deals than every farm but he, but he loves talking to the farmers like you know he's building a company but he loves it um tyler malinke you know lowbrow customs you know the leading custom motorcycle parts in the world like he he'd do it anyway so the yeah. people who would do the thingy or lisa with her hotels and bars in montana or whatever um it's the people who would do what they're doing probably for 60k a year right um anyway and they, and they have a hard time doing anything else I found out the most fulfilled. Like they really dig the shit they do. And it, and the people like, you know, the coaching world, well, like some of them are doing it because they saw an opportunity in coaching. Some of them just love helping people. They're super happy, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you have the, and so the people helper types, like, you know, we call coaches, psychologists, whatever. Um, the ones that love people, love it. They're happy, man. And they would probably be coaching anyway. Yeah. Right? Like, so that's the first thing it's, by far, not even close, it's the people who aren't settling and doing what they want to do, or mm -hmm. either something they desire, like a hobby, or they love the help their people helper types and they let and they get to help people. The ones I found are just pure business people, and there are happy people doing it because some people then love business and that's all. Yeah. And they love some people love the game. Mm -hmm. And they're happy because they love the game, right? So I'm not saying that's bad, but the people are like, I'm just this doing it for the money. Um, mm. they're generally not they generally sabotage themselves mm. um, but yeah because yeah, it's also like there's some people like calm that you know there's people who just love business it's crazy to me but um they do and they're happy mm. as shit and they mm. love helping people out with it you know you can tell they love it when they just can't stop giving business advice right you know the type yeah. they're happy man so that's their passion that's awesome and, and we have a couple of those and they're great all they can do is help people with business and they don't even, they're not even consultants they've just made a lot of money and they're just like there and they love just getting on the phone i'll help that person out yeah it's the people who love it anyway who would talk about it anyway 
Yeah, that no, makes total either. sense. Other are the happiest, the most fulfilled. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Yeah, we Stephen talks a lot about the intrinsic motivational stack, which is passion, purpose, mastery, curiosity, yeah. and autonomy. And it sounds like when those pieces, especially passion or purpose, are lined up, you, you see we're pretty loaded chance. with those. Not, I mean, not hundred percent, but that's a. I'd say that's true for a lot of the people in the group. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely found that to be true. Totally or they're figuring, or they're figuring it out, or they're which is also fine doing the thing to make the money so they can have their thing to do passion. So some people are like doing the thing. Maybe they don't like so much right now. Sometimes you just got to do it. Right. Um, so that they can fund the thing that well, and you can, mm. you can see they have a future in their head, right? Cause some people aren't doing the, the thing that gives them bliss right away, but they will. Right. Yeah. Does that, does that person tend to be less kind of happy and fulfilled in the moment? Do you find, or is it not necessarily? Nope. Well, the ones that, believe they're going to get there aren't i mean yeah <laughs> you know the, right right that's interesting so the conviction we have those too like i said we have all levels so like there's people there who i know aren't doing the thing they're going to die you know grow old doing right but they'll grow old doing what they're going to do right <laughs> they will grow old doing the thing they're going to do just on the note of growing old one of the things you mentioned when you were when you were over at our house was yes, the, the potential <laughs> future baby bathwater uh nursing home i don't know if you're allowed yeah. to mention that or because it's super it's, interesting it's a, it's a it could be a thing because we're age you know like that's there's the state of that is terrible as you know my parents in their yeah. 80s is awful yeah. it's funny we actually have a new member Annalie Kruger and she's an aging expert she's amazing she had a couple members have hired her to help with their parents and she basically helps with this but she's like you listen to her like it's just terrible out there and so mm. we're like what if and then and then Jimmy Buffett's thing like Jimmy Buffett's old folks home are sold out and they can't even build them fast enough um so we're like we're an affinity group. Like, why can't we change that? I mean, right. have a place that we could all grow, you know, like a place to grow, but in style and have fun. And then, but I've always thought it's weird about the old folks home. They're in one location. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you had an old folks home, but you could travel within them to different places so you weren't yeah, stuck? Yeah. Yeah. So have all the nurses. And anyway, that's the thing we're looking at. And then it's not a bad investment either. So it's that's the thing. And then grow old is our code word. So I'm <laughs> When Hollis and I are thinking, because you know how it goes in our thing, we invite people apply to our events and go through a rigmarole even to get to one. And then if you're invited to the community, you kind of get voted in. And yeah. then Hollis and I look at, we ask ourselves, we do we want to grow with these people? And if we don't, we don't invite them. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's gut, a gut thing. Like we're like, do I want to grow with this guy and that girl? Like I want to hang out with them 20 years. If it's a no, it's probably shouldn't have man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, very good filter. Very good filter. Yeah, um, filter. Final <laughs> question, Lovich, before we, I just want to touch on Croatia in a moment. But before we do yeah. that, you know, for, for someone who wants to start being a community yeah. leader or building a community, creating group flow, what, what do you think the first steps are? You know, you mentioned earlier the avatar values, but yeah, curious what that's going to First is. deciding whether it's top down or not. Like, and it's fine either one, both are great. I mean, look, what you guys are doing is fantastic. And you know, you're teaching flow and you're, it's around that. So is it going to be around something where you're teaching or is it a pure peer-to-peer -peer community like ours? Because Hall's and I do not tell you the way or any of that. So that's mm. it's huge. It's so different, right? And then I can't speak so much to the community. Like you would, you should, you and Steven, you built this amazing, to talk more about that. I'm not an expert. So then if your decision, because what we do would not work if you want to be what you and Stephen are doing. It just won't work. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to be, build a peer-to-peer -peer community where you're not the authority or the leader that way, because we're basically like set and setting. Like right. we provide set and setting 
and get the right people, but we're not to be listened to. But if you want to do that, it's yeah, then decide the most important thing is who do you want there, right? Who do you want to grow? You know, who do you want to be around, right? What do you want out of it? And then start going like, who are these people? What do they want? And build it around that. So we knew also like we want music lovers too, because if people don't like live music, probably not going to get along with them. I mean, if you don't like John Prine or anyway, like <laughs> down to that level, like what kind of music? Yeah. Do you um, right. Yeah, you're not going to be happy unless you want to be around the people. If you're doing peer to peer, decide what you want, and then build it around the audience you want. And a lot of that's going to be easy because you're going to like the same things, and then yep. be different, and then be different. So then look at what else is around there for those type of people and then just do it way better. And to do it better, you do it differently. And mm. you're going to have to go on the whole a little bit because it's, it's like the, the signaling. Like if you read like the behavioral economics, like signaling is important. So you, you do have to go in the hole a little bit to show that you're serious. So if you're like, well, let's just go to dinner, right? Just get a guy, you know, give me a break. Like, so unoriginal is what everybody else does. So at least run an Airbnb and have a chef. I mean, to start yes. off, and you do start off small. Like our first thing we did up at Gold, with us in Mountain Town, maybe 20 minutes out of here. And our first like two kind of trial things is like, we find it's an old shit kicker bar up there that has bluegrass. And we just would get a bus and it was like free. And we're like, hey, like, you want to come up? And we just do some hoedowns. But it was like, free hoedown, whatever. And we'd have great food, great music. And we lost a lot of money, but people knew like these guys are. Yeah, yeah. So you got to show that you're going out. Like you got to take, show that you're willing to lose money. Like if you're trying to make money at the beginning, they'll see that. So show that you're investing time, show that you're taking all the risks, show that you're like care so much that, that you lose money to do it. And we did mm. for years. So, so it's like, but people see that. Um mm. And so you got to signal that you care. And so do something a little better than, um, you know, because you see it all the time, like in the meetup groups, like they're trying to do it, but then it's always the same thing. So do it better, different, show that you care. And the showing you care is not that hard. And especially like at dinner, like you can find a good chef, man. You can rent a cool, you can cool, you know, like, and do it better, you know, and just think about it. And, and yeah. Don't, so, so anything like that based on the audience, what would they think is better? And mm. you've got to stand out and be a little different. Um, so, mm. and then iterate, because then, you know, like we are very different from what we started as. And so I guess, and then, and then but you've got to have a community, I guess you call that, you listen, we've changed a lot on member feedback and we've taken a lot of advice. There's things we don't do anymore because people are like, that's stupid. And we're like, or that's hypocritical. We're like, you're right. So we stopped it or they have a suggestion for something better. And we're like, that's cool. Almost all the cool stuff we've done new has been a suggestion of somebody else. I mean, um, just on that note, about four months ago, I got a, uh, a potato from you guys in the mail with a little sticker <laughs> on it. <laughs> was that a member suggestion or who thought of that one? It was genius. Actually, no, that was Ferg. That was, but that was from one of our employees. Okay, yeah, it was so good. Pretty... It was unwrapped as well. Just to be clear, the audience knows that it was an unwrapped potato, a naked potato. It was so good with a link to a video. So people, yeah. people, we have a, and also, yeah, I didn't mention the whole thing. You have to have a code of conduct then. So then, these kind of, you know, you have to have rules that people follow that are. You know, we have a lot of implicit rules because implicit rules and explicit rules. 
but you do have to have explicit rules so people know when they're in trouble. Like, cause you see people yeah. do get in trouble in our group and we're, you, and you have to enforce your rules. So like, again, like we said, we're not inviting half of that. You know, we're only inviting back nice people. We only don't say you're going to do something. You don't do it one. Yeah. And then the rules have to be clear. And like the potato was because we were, people were getting kind of lax with some of our code of conduct more about business to business relationships. And it was, we were, before we became a problem, we were like, well, let's, write it out better and send a potato with a video with a link to it and then have a funny potato video about hey read the code of code so we tried to have a sense of humor about hey fellas you hear the rules like stop yeah. following them right so, yeah it was so good it was great and then uh the final thing love which i want to mention is that the main event that you guys do or one of the main ones which is croatia and uh, hopefully I'll be going this year. I know uh, Stephen has been and lots of amazing people who the audience would know of, household names have, have been there. And back six years ago when I first found out about you guys, it was because everyone had just been a Croatia and was mind-blowing yeah. and were still in Europe. So could you tell just the audience a little bit about, about that event and uh, how they can apply? I know you guys are really selective in the application yeah, process. Yeah, a, Not everyone a, gets in, but... It's kind of what I, we call them flagships, like the, the um, Baja and Croatia. like... And those are where new people can come try. It's basically going to be like over half members and then just yep. try it out. But it's a five-day event. It's a, We rent out a whole island and we've done the same. We have a really good, they're great there. So we rent it out from these people that we know really well and they, they're really cool. They allow us to turn it into our own island. There's normally like a resort, like now ours. And um, it's an island off a split. It's beautiful on the sea. And then basically, like you said, you land and split and then it's a five we take we pick you up we get you there and then there's nothing you can pay for you we pick you up drop you back off and it's a five-day immersive experience what i would call it on the island and we have like i said content on the days 11 one and three there'll be four choices each time to see what you want to learn or you can swim or about boats going out every hour um, or you can sleep in the bars are open 24 7 so it's all inclusive so there's never a time where you couldn't get something to eat Never a time where you can't get a beer. Um, and then never a time you can't really learn anything. And the people, mm. as you see, kind of pack up and hang. The group rules are no showing off, no talking politics, no spirituality. Come like with questions, not answers. Kind of the attitude mm -hmm. is nobody's allowed to have it all figured out. It's a be cool, help out what you can, uh, meet people. And then we have, you know, good food. And then at night it turns into a music show and we have, um, Halls, I can't take any credit. Halls is like going to be a music producer. So he brings in like people who play at Red Rocks, like real bands, and they form a super group. And it's our kind of favorite music, like funk and blues. And so we have like guitar players, trumpet players, different singers, um, and they all kind of pick and keyboardists, and they mix and match and form different bands within the, the time. And then for the people who want to do more of the, we are allowing it now. We, it's a big island. So we have one place you can go do that kind of music, and it goes really late. And then it's another area that has like, we'll have a DJ for that kind of trancey stuff. Um, so that's, mm. there's two different ways to enjoy music there. And yeah, so it's just kind of like a little village that happens and you can do what you want when you want. And there's different crowds. And also we get a reputation. We have people who don't drink or do and they're basically, so it's really funny. You'll have a group that's going to bed at 11, waking up at six for yoga, doing mm. their thing. And then we'll have a group going to bed at 6 a.m., sleep until noon. <laughs> Right, so the groups, and then we have such a big island. So the, they feel like festivals. So the island can fit like thousands of people, and we only have like 250. So it feels empty in a lot of ways. So it's lots of space, 
And then we have different camps kind of in this luxury camp. So it's like cabins with AC and all that. So it's not roughing it, but people fill out surveys before they come and we basically build it around the people. So if you're loud, you're gonna camp this loud and you're gonna stay up late. We have our early morning people. So that way people who wanna quiet, get a quiet. And then some people who say they wanna be quiet, like, no, I'm. this is my weekend. And then we'll move them over there. And then we have the two people go to bed at 2 a.m. and wake up. So we have different people in different areas because it's big. So we're able to kind of divide so that way people don't bug each other. So it becomes like just a little community and then everybody's around in the day and then people are just kind of packing up, doing their thing. And then the only time everybody's together, together at once where, where you, you hear Hollis, I talk at all is at dinner. And that's when we're just like, thanks for being here. Well, you're going out at 10, not 11, like little logistics things. And that's about all you hear from us as you see. And then we did some dumb awards last night, but that's about all you, that's the only time yep. where everybody's together. So it's a really like, it's kind of like a fest, music festival meets entrepreneur show. I'd say the best way to put it. Mm. with some rules of like yeah to say if you if you want to come try to get investment or have somebody promote your book or any of that that's not allowed no selling so you can't sell your wares there so you're safe from that that means we people smell the hidden agenda really fast mm. so if you have one you'll never come back so just know like, so it's not depth. and yep. i tell people all the time like and that's a big reason why people aren't invited back because they can't stop doing it we're like come on and then it's also we tell the guys not a place to get laid. Like we leave the girls alone. We're getting loose. We're having a good time. We're dancing. I'm drinking a lot and stuff. So leave them alone. Um, you know, <laughs> big brother, big brother energy, not pick up energy. Cause that, that'll yeah. also be dealt with not very nicely from us. Yeah. No, that um, makes sense. It's a safe sense. place from, yes, yeah, so that way you can get loose and not make a mistake. Cause yeah. we're not good. So yeah. you, no, you I love can, it. that way you can get done. And not have consequences is we're not going to let that. Yeah, so it's not right. burning that at all. It's not that place. And there's a lot of people yeah. don't do. And there's no judgment. If you're like crazy, then don't judge people aren't. And if you're not, you know, so the whole idea is acceptance of people's different things. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That no, makes, it makes total sense. And I think I just want to emphasize to the audience, you know, per, I personally, as you mentioned, I'm living with people I met through Baby Bathwater, some of my closest friends I met through Baby Bathwater some of the most influential people on me yeah. from a business standpoint to met through baby bathwater and just the community and the group is so incredible. So I really want to encourage our listeners to, to apply and to see if they're fit and potentially yeah. could go to an event like Croatia. How, how can people do that? How can they apply? Like just, and, I don't even know your URL. Just go to babypathwater.com and I'll give okay. you a link or something and um, yep. events and apply. And then, yeah, just know like when you apply, you'll be filtered. I mean, we have people who look at it, but at the end it, it'll either be Hollis or, like after you've committed kind of through the thing, you'll have to talk to either Hollis or me. I mean, so we, don't outsource, we don't outsource the final filter. So, so then like only get on the phone with us if you're like, yeah, I really want to go because it's just way start. Because we're basically now on the phone. Each of us have like four or five calls a day. And that's kind of what we do. It's the most important thing, what we do. We can't outsource it. Yep. So it's one of us at the very end who's going to have an hour conversation with you to make sure it's a mutual fit. It's super right. important because that it's you can smell it when it's not. And we'll tell you like, hey, it's probably isn't for you. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Just, so it's one of us at the end of the day that's going to do the final filter you know, the thing. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's that, and it's yep. fun, and it is our only thing this year that a that a non-member can go to, and so right. it's a chance to kind of see whether, yeah, whether we're your kind of monkeys kind of thing. I mean, yep, super. Only, okay, only yeah, I, I didn't it. realize you guys had the domain babybathwater.com. That's nice. So babybathwater.com it is, and. uh Thanks again so much, Lovich. This was yeah, really, this really fun. great. 
yeah really fun yeah, we'll, we'll do another one with hollis as well at some point yeah, and again fun. uh yeah thank you guys listen i just want to say thank you guys for everything and i mean i can't even you know i can't even emphasize the amount of just value and and community and relationships i've gotten out of the group it's been more than any other group i've ever been a part of so yeah super oh, grateful for, for, for you guys yeah big time, and then the, big time the book is group genius that i gotta get group genius exactly it's the one so we'll get you on that okay well, i'm in <laughs> all right no, so, thanks for having me on i really appreciate it yeah my pleasure T- thanks so much take care right. bye-bye you thank you hey it's joshua with the production team and one of the biggest challenges of high performers is a lack of time or inefficient time management now without leverage on your time it doesn't matter the size of opportunities that come your way it doesn't matter how excited you are about pursuing your goals time scarcity or poor time management blocks you from performing at your best But here's the good news. You don't necessarily need more time. What matters is more flow. Research shows that a flow state makes you up to 500% more productive within the tiny bit of time that you have. Flow is the experience of being in the zone. It's a state of total immersion and focus where you feel limitless and you perform at the highest level. The Flow Research Collective is founded by Pulitzer Prize nominee Stephen Kotler, and we've trained thousands of high achievers to free up more time through flow. Here's the sad truth that we've seen. Most skilled professionals find flow by accident. It's intermittent and inconsistent instead of inevitable. But what happens when you make flow a readily accessible and automatic part of your day, as natural to you as breathing, eating, or tying your shoes, for example? Well, for starters, time constraints start to matter a whole lot less. Now, multiplying your productivity by 5x sounds hyperbolic, so let's just back up a minute. Even if you only double what you can currently get done in a given day, wouldn't that be worth learning how to access flow reliably and consistently? This is exactly what we train together at the Flow Research Collective. Just go to getmoreflow.com. We'll train you in the same protocols we teach to Navy SEALs and to executives in the boardrooms of Google and Facebook. What you'll learn is backed by research out of Harvard, DARPA, Deloitte, and others. Tapping this high level of productivity through flow and freeing up your time exponentially is a measurable outcome you can expect. It's time to get your time back. Just go to getmoreflow.com right now. If what you've heard on Flow Research Collective Radio has been helpful, please consider doing us a solid and leaving us a review on Apple, Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this. Reviews help us connect to a wider audience so we can get these peak performance principles out to more people.